you know, we have a very fixed box in, in, in traditional churches for special music where, you know, somebody can get up and that one form of art is okay to have somebody express individually. And so you just want to be like really like aware of what kind of artistic talent exists inside of your body and ask people, like take the risk. Welcome to the 1000 Houses podcast, where we encourage and equip households to make disciples in and through the home. Every episode, you'll hear interviews, teachings, and conversations around what it looks like to turn your home into a hub for mission, community, and discipleship. So today's episode was taken from one of our coaching intensives called A House for Community, where we provide households with personal coaching for how to build a community and turn your home into a hub for community relationships. So if you're interested in learning more about A Thousand Houses or checking out some of our other resources, visit 1kh.org. Let's jump into today's episode. Last night at our gathering, something kind of unusual happened. One of the ladies that was there was really struggling and has been struggling and just thinking through how to come out of religion. And as she's been doing that, she has been kind of pushing into different parts of her spiritual journey. And she asked during the gathering after our worship time if my daughter could come and just sort of show her what it would look like to take the worship song that we had just finished and just through her body express what she saw going on. And there in front of us with several of the people kind of got together and began to just lean into what do these truths look like embodied. And this was some, just a way that she felt the Holy Spirit was calling her out of religion. And we had just been talking about what are the spiritual gifts in our body, really getting deeper into that. And my daughter had talked about how movement and dance and anything to do with the body is something that she really feels uh, as she's getting closer to the Lord and just a gift that she feels like she's stewarding. And so these things kind of came together. And as you looked at what was going on, you would look at that and say, okay, I don't know if exactly how that fits in the gathering. And this is one of the things that is going to naturally happen when you gather believers that have diverse spiritual gifts in a body and they begin to just express those naturally. Things are going to happen that you're not going to normally be familiar with. And that is a very good thing. And so what I want to give you guys are 10 unique expressions that can emerge in a gathering that you might not expect. Now, sometimes when I am leading a gathering, I like to just list four or five of these things just to sort of prime the pump and help people break out of whatever those really those boxed areas are that they think of when they think of when we get together together. We do a teaching, we do worship, we do prayer. You know, those are the three kind of obvious big areas. But there's a lot more that can be expressed in and through the body when the Holy Spirit is moving. So what are some of those things that can happen? Okay, number one, um, we oftentimes will ask people if they feel like they want to lead the body in a liturgy. Now, we have a list even on our job sharing list of the liturgist. And the way that we describe that to our body is, hey, if there's something going on in the, in the Christian calendar, the Torah calendar that is happening, we really want to know if you're leaning into those things. If there are, if there are elements or liturgies that you want to uh, lead out in, then please bring those into this time. There are people that really have that call and feel 
the Holy Spirit in and through those kinds of practices. I really enjoy this area of the body. I don't feel particularly gifted at it. There are others in our body that really do feel called to that. But that there's a unique expression that, that I've seen people in our body really get into, lean into, and so to pastor that, to encourage that, I just I will oftentimes just say, hey guys, make sure in the next you know few months if there's anything going on in the calendar or anything that's really standing out to you as the seasons are changing that you want to bring out and sort of lead us into through, through kind of doing a, a liturgy. Uh, number two, a strategy board. So one of the gatherings that I went to in Jerusalem, a buddy of mine, he liked to put a whiteboard out. And during the worship time, he would ask people, please, during the worship time, as you're moving around, just worshiping the Lord, um, write anything you're hearing up on this board. And so during the worship time, and, and their, at their gathering, their worship time would last 20, 30 minutes oftentimes. And then they would go into the rest of the gathering. And towards the end of the gathering, they would really focus on the strategy board. And the way that they would sort of lead that or pastor that time is just to say, what is the Holy Spirit saying about these things? Let's really go in, let's really pray into these things. And so I love that. That was a really beautiful part of the way their gathering functioned that I'd never seen before. A third thing is just reading the word. A lot of times we don't uh, really appreciate how beautiful it is to have the, the scriptures, especially Psalms or, or scriptures that are meaningful to you during the week, read out loud. And what I really love when people uh, do that is to read a section, you know, just five or six verses, and then just sort of express what it is that the Lord has been telling them throughout their own time with the Lord during the week, their own time in the Word. What's meaningful to you about that? That is so valuable. I want to hear what is the Holy Spirit already sort of bringing up in your heart. Instead of asking people to sort of plan a a whole teaching where they've got to write outlines, come up with illustrations, like just read it and Say what it is that inspired you about it. That's it. That's so simple, but it's so powerful. That's the third way. A fourth way is just art in general. Art is a really powerful thing to bring into the gathering. So many people experience the Holy Spirit and express what they're learning and how they're experiencing God through art, through painting, through dance, you know, through music, and so poetry, whatever that looks like. And so it's difficult, of course, for those people oftentimes to feel like they're free and released to uh, express that art in the course of the gathering. You know, we have a very fixed box in, in, in traditional churches for special music where, you know, somebody can get up and that one form of art is okay to have somebody express individually. And so you just want to be like really like aware of what kind of artistic talent exists inside of your body and ask people, like take the risk. And I couldn't believe what this one woman did uh, with my daughter. That took a ton of courage ask her to do that and just sort of, and she was so gentle in the way that she really walked my daughter through kind of releasing that part of her gifting in, in, the, in the gathering. It was, it was really beautiful. Um, and so we want to make sure that our children and the other people in the community who are experiencing the Lord through art find a place in the gathering where, where they can express that. A fifth is repentance. Repentance should be so much more normal. Um, and this category is if you've repented of anything in the last week or the last two weeks or the last time since we've gathered, then would you be willing to share that at the gathering? That takes a ton of humility. And I really believe that the person who needs to really lead this out is whoever is perceived as the leader or the host of that, of that community. That will really set a different tone. If you're always expecting the person who's least mature to do the repenting, that's going to create a different kind of culture. But if the people who are, you know, who are considered more mature in the Lord are actively repenting out loud in front of the group, hey guys, I just, man, it's so exciting. 
I have been set free from this lie that I, I don't know how long I've believed it, but let me just tell you what it is. Here's the lie. I've repented of that. Here's the belief. And I just want to say out loud right now, like, I just repent of that and I believe this. That's it. It could take 30, 60 seconds. It's incredibly powerful for a community to, to see and experience the repentance happen like that. You want to begin that culture. A sixth one is just encouraging words. And I really think it's important that if people start to share, there are people in the body who will just say kind words to the people who are sharing. That is so important in the gathering. Oftentimes, of course, what you think of when you think of a service is, you know, this person's going to say their piece, and there's a transition. This person says their piece, a transition. This person says that piece. But what, what I find really happens much more naturally and organically in a gathering is if somebody shares something, that be, before the next person speaks up, somebody just jumps in and says, hey, I just want to say that was really helpful. That was really encouraging when you said that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. That happens all the time in a gathering, and that needs to be facilitated, pastored, you know, encouraged and in, in fostered in, in a gathering. So, And there are people who are so gifted at that. I can't believe how some people can just say such clear, encouraging words to somebody. And, of course, this is what begins to build courage in a gathering, and people begin to really put themselves more and more out there as, as these encouragers are, are active in, in the course of a gathering. A seventh one is sharing burdens. And sometimes it's just important to say in the context of a community, guys, what are you burdened with? Like, what are you carrying right now? What are you carried in here? Let's talk about that. Just everyone share, what, have you, what are you carrying right now? Is there something you're carrying? And, and, and whatever it is, if it's like, yeah, you know, really struggle with, you know, you know, pain in my body. I've really, I'm really struggling financially right now. I've got a lot of stress in my life right now. Please, like, we have to be bringing that stuff to the surface and then just taking notes, you know, just very carefully and then behind the scenes in very, like, appropriate ways, how can we serve one another? And so that, that's what's different about a community than, you know, than, than maybe a small group is that a community really needs to know in real time what is going on. You know, small groups sometimes oftentimes focused on the content itself. But when a small group becomes a community, it really is because they're aware of the burdens. And they're, they're really thinking about practical ways to, to begin to meet those needs. And in order for that to happen, you really need to be sharing those. And again, this is another one of those things where if the people who are perceived as more mature are the ones who never really share needs, you know, they're, they're, everything's good with them, you know, like we don't need your guys' help. We're here to help you. That's not the kind of culture you want to create. You, you really want to create a culture where, where you're also sharing, you know, whatever those needs are and just opening yourself up to the gifts of the body to minister to you as well. And that's a beautiful thing. And just say, guys, I'm really, I feel really weak. I feel really distracted. I'm really struggling, you know, spiritually or financially or physically. Like this, just being open about that stuff is really important to a community. That really transforms a community. I would say an eighth thing is uh, celebration. So we're told to mourn with those who mourn, but we're also told to rejoice with those who rejoice. And so it's really important that we share good news with each other and that we're like, yes, like, didn't you, didn't this just happen for you this week? Like, talk about that. Like, how, what was that like? Again, this is another one of those sort of family-like experiences that is really beautiful in a family context, but, but is powerful when you bring it into community. Celebrate things, you know, and that, that could mean, you know, literal celebrations. We're like, tonight, you guys, we're going to take some time and just celebrate, you know, what, you know, um, this person just accomplished, you know, one of, one of the kids or any, anybody. Like, this person just got promoted. Like, let's talk about that. Like, let's talk about what, what, what good things the Lord is pouring out on us. Let's, let's share those things. 
A ninth area that, again, you wouldn't find happening in a lot of worship services that I find really often happens in the context of a gathering is questions. So these are just questions like, you know, hey, and this oftentimes you're feeling led by the Holy Spirit, like let's talk here about, you know, um, and I asked this question uh, at a gathering about a month ago, like everyone, you know, share spiritual gifts or what I just described, like what's a burden that you guys are all carrying into here? What's, what is it, what is some good news that are happening? Probably my favorite questions that I ever hear in a gathering is when suddenly somebody uh, in a gathering points at an individual and says, how are you doing? Or how are you doing in this area? Man, I, I've seen the Holy Spirit create that moment in gatherings, and it's so powerful because a lot of times we don't know which part of the body is hurting or where we should focus, and this is confusing oftentimes. And so there are people who, who really have that level of discernment. Oftentimes they don't have the courage to think that they can actually direct the conversation towards that thing. And so when they start to become more courageous, more aware, they, they just sort of call people out and say, how are you doing? Like, hey, I really want to pray for you about this area. That is powerful because that, that creates sort of a, a, a reality that the body is aware of itself. It's like a self-awareness. Like if I were to walk and stub my toe, my entire body just lurches down and is really very intensely interested <laughs> suddenly in that one part of the body. That needs to happen in a gathering. If somebody's like really hurting or you know really rejoicing or whatever's happening, the body needs to become aware of itself by uh, focusing on that person, focusing on that thing, focusing on that group or whatever it is. And so we want to be asking questions and facilitating that. And then the last thing that I've seen more and more recently, I would, I would just call kind of media sharing. And you have to be kind of careful with this area, you know, because it can get a little overwhelming and it could also, uh, there are people that don't have the best filters for this. But sometimes there are people that are like, I saw this video, you know, and I really want to share it with you guys. It, it spoke to me. Here's a testimony or here's a teaching. I, I like those, of course, when they're a little bit short, you know, we kind of like, and oftentimes people ask me, hey, I got a video I really want to share. And then maybe towards the beginning, I'm like, okay, or towards the end, maybe not right in the middle. Um, but, but there have been some of these that have really blessed our community. And so we want to allow for that. We've decided that, that that can be something that can be integrated as a part of the gathering. But here, here are just 10 areas, like a liturgist, strategy board, reading the word, art, repentance, encouraging words, sharing burdens, celebrations, questions, media sharing. These are 10 unique expressions. You guys, this is just the beginning of the list. Um, and I, I really w want to, as you guys just allow the Holy Spirit to, to move in, your, in the body, in the gathering, if you see... Uh, an expression that's fairly unique that you're like, whoa, I don't think people are aware of how powerful this is, and this is really ministering to our, our community. That's We're going to make more videos about more of those kinds of areas in the future. And so please let us know if there's, as we fill out this list, I expect this list to get longer and longer and longer because there's a lot of expressions that I think should be normal that we don't we're not even aware of because we're putting the Holy Spirit in boxes all the time in the way that we gather. And so a lot of this is trying to like release the Holy Spirit and allow him to begin to move in ways that really uh, are, are in line and in step with his heart, his desire. Um, and so we want to be submissive and experiencing, um, experiencing those things. And so stay submissive to the Holy Spirit in the, in the course of those gather gatherings. Really pastor and steward the presence of the Lord in appropriate ways while you're, you're really saying and, and trying to help people, uh, you know, release gifts, 
and you know, giving people feedback and, and creating an environment of freedom and courage. Uh, and, and then you'll begin to see more and more unique expressions. But these are just, just uh, I think it's just a sampling of, of a list of what you might experience. And so again, if you have things to add to the list, please let us know. Uh, we would like to continue to develop uh, this list as we go forward. Friends, thanks for listening to today's episode. If this teaching stirred something in you and you and your family are sensing any kind of calling or a pool to maybe go down this path in community, we'd love to be a resource to you as you explore this. So if that's you, we want to invite you to join our coaching intensive called A House for Community, where we're going to combine online content and personal coaching for you to provide you with the teaching and the tools and definitely the encouragement that you're going to need to see your home become a house for healthy kingdom relationships. For more information and to apply for this coaching intensive, go to 1kh.org slash community coaching. We'll see you guys for the next episode.